And away we go, Hour 3 on a great day for Talk Radio. Man, oh man, it's been busy today, and uh, we've discussed a lot of things, not least of which is that Doug Ford has rearranged his cabinet, and uh, whether or not that spells, you know, certain uh, disunion within the ranks as the NDP are trying to promote, uh, I'm going to pick up on that point because Jim Wilson, uh, forced to resign according to Global News reports because of uh, some inappropriate uh, sexual uh Misconduct. This is where we're at least led to uh, believe the uh, the whole nexus of his uh, being forced to resign came from rather than addiction, which was initially reported on Friday, shortly after he had appeared with the premier at uh, the Sarnia Bridge, the border crossing there with the U.S. of A. and all these signs that they are uh, using to promote Ontario being open for business. But I'm kind of curious. I mean, Wilson with an allegation forced to resign. Justin Trudeau allegations the kokanee groping and all that from years ago he's still in good standing so i'm kind of curious i'm perplexed i'm sorry but uh maybe i'm just a little naive in that regard as to why one applies to one and not to the other but that being said there's another issue that i'm kind of curious about you know when we were talking about earlier uh the monk debate on friday which i attended and there were protests and all the rest and there were calls leading up to that for the cancellation of this event which i thought was just nuts first and foremost you know you you listen to somebody speak they come with their point of view uh if you have an issue with it more or better speech really is a response but anyway the cancellation calls came from a lot of folks on the left and uh, you know the usual suspects council of canadians ocap but it was also the ontario federation of students and i said to myself what's going on i mean when i went to school uh, yeah i get it that this was somewhat politicized but now it's hyper politicized where the students unions are really getting into a full throttle position statement or they're getting uh, they're placing themselves uh, in an advocacy position which you know everybody's paying their dues and they might not necessarily subscribe to the ideological bend of the student union there's a story playing out at the university of manitoba with their student union as a matter of fact, uh, it's going to be, I think, voted on during a motion at 6 p.m. That would be uh, Manitoba time, so in about an hour. And it has an interesting uh, element to it insofar as a pro-life group wanted to hand out pamphlets, and uh, apparently they've been told they can't. And so standing in for uh, their interest is John Carpe, the president of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, who has written to the University of Manitoba Student Union Board of Directors. Let's find out what this whole ordeal is about beyond what I've already described. John, good to have you back on The Oakley Show. Hi there. Hey, glad to be with you. So this Manitoba uh, Students Union, the University of Manitoba, I'm kind of using this as the template for what's happening now uh, on campuses with student unions that have become overly politicized, my words. But uh, is that what's playing out here at the University of Manitoba? They are politicized, and the underlying concept is always free speech for me, but not for thee. And so we had a situation in, in September where there was uh, some pro-life students on campus were handing out the, these postcards that were against uh, sex selection abortion or uh, g- gender selective abortion, which, by the way, if it matters, not 92% of Canadians uh, are against that. Uh, but they're handing out these postcards saying, you know, look, this is wrong to uh, uh, to, to, to have an abortion just because uh, you want to have a baby boy, not a baby girl. And the student union got some complaints from people who said that they were offended and upset. And next thing you know, the student union has
has said, you're, we're taking away your tabling privileges, uh, which I assume means their right to you know, set up a table in the student union building. And they're voting on a motion, as you said, in about one hour. And the motion uh, talks all about the right to feel safe, which is fine if we're talking about, you know, being safe from getting murdered or raped or robbed or assaulted. But no, feeling safe uh, in the minds of these uh, students means to not be exposed to an opinion or a viewpoint that you very strongly disagree with. Right. And so what you've done, I guess your group, uh, again, this is the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. The president, John Carpe, is with us on the line. You've written a letter to their board of directors. What did you say in that letter? We've explained that the free expression is a fundamental part of Canadian society. There's numerous court rulings on that. And that freedom of expression can't work, can't function, can't operate if you're going to define the word safety as including uh, never having your beliefs and opinions challenged. Moreover, the student union is funded by the forced dues or forced fees that that every student has to uh, pay. And they're supposed to be there to, to, they're supposed to protect the free expression rights of all students. And what they're doing here is they're trying to censor the opinions of uh, some students uh, just because other people, you know, claim to feel, quote, unsafe, quote. Well, they say in no uncertain terms uh, that UMSU, this is a student union, endorses a woman's right to freedom of reproductive choice and a woman's right to be free from coercion or attempted coercion with respect to making reproductive choices. Uh, so in other words, if anybody's handing out pamphlets uh, of a different point of view, uh, that's considered to be coercion? And Yes, and that's idiotic. I mean, to, to for you to hand me a postcard and say, hey, John, take this, and, you know, whether I say yes or no, or for, for me to hand you a postcard, to describe that as coercion is just uh, crazy. And it's, and ironically, if this move if this motion passes, because uh, uh, you know you, you read out the part of it, uh, yeah, woman's right to be free from coercion or attempted coercion with respect to making reproductive choices. Even if this motion passes, uh, I think you could say it. It just doesn't apply to somebody else handing out a, a flyer or a pamphlet or a postcard. Although the the person who moved the motion, a fellow by the name of Jacob Sanderson, who's the student union president. Uh, he has stated that he his goal for the motion is to uh, prevent the pro-life speech on campus. Well, yeah, he says sharing the postcard, the students were discriminating or harassing members on the basis of sex. I mean, it sounds to me like he's uh, trying to, you know, <laughs> engender all these different things. He's overreaching insofar as his claim is concerned. But, you know, I want to dial it back to the original uh, point that I was making in the setup that student unions have become so politicized now uh, makes me wonder. I mean, a lot of students must not share their same ideological bent. Uh, where does that leave them? Can they withdraw from uh, giving their student union dues? Or how should that play out? It hasn't been tried. Uh, it might make for an interesting court case. You would need somebody with a lot of courage that would be willing to uh, suffer 
some consequences in the sense that in order to have a test case uh, about whether these these mandatory fees are are legal you would need somebody to withhold you know let's say the student union fee for the year is is $250 you know as an example and typically when you pay your tuition and and other expenses you write one check for the whole amount and it includes the $250 but if somebody withheld $250 and said, I, I'm not interested in joining the student union, I, I don't know if the university would, you know, jump in to help the student union and say to the person, well, unless and until you pay the extra $250, you're not considered to be registered and you're not allowed to attend courses and we're not going to give you your degree. Uh, but so, but it would be interesting because it's 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 quite outrageous for these um, for these bodies to to force everybody to uh, pay money into them, and then they turn around and, and come out with uh, you know they, they censor speech and they they take positions where they're they're speaking only on behalf of some people. Right. Well, you know, the precedent may be uh, with the unions themselves. Now, uh, when you've got these labor unions where people have been paying dues because uh, they're mandated to, some people weren't also uh, on the same page ideologically when they'd be supporting like the BDS movement or, you know, a a blockade on this, that or the other. Uh, Perhaps I'm wrong in that assumption, but uh, isn't that something that's been guaranteed as well? You don't have to necessarily contribute your dues if you don't agree uh, ideologically, or what's happened in that case? There was a Supreme Court ruling, uh, the Levine ruling, quite some time ago, which very sadly um, somehow said that that your your charter rights are, are not being seriously infringed when you're forced to pay money to causes that you disagree with. It was an absolutely ridiculous ruling. But uh, there's nothing that stops a provincial government from changing uh, the labor legislation so as to make union membership voluntary. Or the other step that would be a much more mild and moderate step, not very radical, uh, they could change the the law so that you're um, not having to pay for political causes so that the union would have to disclose to its own members, okay, you know, we're spending 11% or 9% or 3% or 1% of our money is going into political advocacy. Well, you can deduct that from your your union dues that you're paying so that you're not forced to pay for political advocacy. That's an example of a law that, that the Ford government or any provincial government could bring in if they wanted to. Yeah, kind of a card check law, I guess. On the uh, matter of this letter to the board of directors that's going to be, I guess, this motion moved uh, within the hour at the University of Manitoba, uh, (laughs) what kind of a response do you think you'll get? In the past, these people have been fairly pig-headed. They tend to not read uh, legal letters. I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is four and a half pages, uh, although it is double-spaced, so it's not that much text, but... um, the, the student unions are worse violators of free expression than the universities themselves. It's very sad. I my guess would be that that students get taught nothing in high school or elementary school uh, about the fact that free speech means the right to say things that some people find hurtful and offensive and revolting and false and so on. And if it's if it's not the right to say things that other people strongly disapprove of it's worthless. And yet you get these students coming into university just have no conception uh, that, that free speech is means that it's legal to say things 
that other people find offensive. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a complaint that really uh, extends to the faculties as well. Uh, that's well documented. It's just the dictatorial nature of the student union supposed to represent on the interests of the students, and they're taking a decidedly one-sided uh, position on these matters, and usually it's from the left. Uh, as you said at the outset, you know, free speech is fine for me, but not for thee. And uh, this, i got to ask you finally if, in your experience, this is now not just isolated with the University of Manitoba, as I can tell. I think it's everywhere. Uh, it's pretty serious, isn't it? Well, it is, and it, it's documented in our Campus Freedom Index, which is www.campusfreedomindex.ca, and uh, people can just click and find out, you know, whatever university of their choice. And so um, the last few years, things are holding steady at a pretty bad state. Uh, it's not rapidly getting worse, but it's certainly not getting better. Uh, that that universities all across Canada are not honoring their commitment to taxpayers. They're getting billions of dollars from taxpayers, uh, ostensibly to create a, a safe space for free speech or like a, a a forum where we can pursue truth and we can have frank exchange of ideas, we can have honest debate. That's what they promise, and then they turn around, and you've got all this censorship all over the place. So it is a Canada-wide problem, and uh, so far the the Ford government is the only one in Canada that's taken some steps to address it with their new policy to uh, require some accountability from universities in upholding campus free speech. And that would include their student unions? Well, the, the, that's, that's an area of improvement. Uh, right now, the policy is not that clear yet about student unions, mm-hmm. so they could do some more work on that front. Uh, there is something in there that the universities are supposed to put more pressure on the student unions to clean up their act. Uh, so it, it's a step in the right direction. Well, hopefully so, and uh, we'll keep moving in that direction. You keep pressing the case. It's uh, honorable work that you're doing here and righteous and all the rest. John, I appreciate your time as always. Thanks for having me on your show. You got it. John Carpe, president of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. And you know how those freedoms were won? By people who went and defended our values and our principles against sinister forces that would deny us those same freedoms. And how about those veterans? World War II, Korea. Are they being looked after? Well, not entirely. Uh, there's that story that uh, we'll get to here momentarily. Also, uh, when it comes to the Ford cabinet, there have been some shuffles of late, or a shuffle on the weekend, because uh, one of his ministers, according to Global News anyway, uh, has been alleged to have uh, been involved in sexual impropriety. Well, our own federal leader has also had allegations against him. So uh, why is one having to walk the plank and the other is in very good standing as of late? Uh, We'll pick up on those points here in the moments ahead on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.